Welcome to Life, Music, and the Pursuit of Answers. What's happening? I'm Phil Circle, and with this episode, I'm going to share with you an article I wrote, a blog, called What's Your Story? Stories have come up a lot with regard to uh, what anthropologists refer to when they talk about culture, that it's people's story. It's coming up a lot in marketing and the authentic approach that is being true to your story. It comes up a lot in uh, songwriting, something I do and teach. Um, and so that prompted me to, well, respond to how much everybody's talking about stories and ask the question, what's your story? I'm going to read you the article, take a short break, and then I'm going to come back and tell you a little bit about my story, my journey to finding my story. And I hope it helps you to find yours. So here it is. What's your story? We all have one, and each one is unique. Or is it? You are one person among billions, so certainly it's to be expected that you'll find commonalities with others. But looking at it from the other side, the inside of things, nobody on this planet has your view of the world or what it's like to live on it. From behind those goggles on the front of your head, you see, hear, feel, and interpret your own private little human experience in a way that absolutely no one can completely understand. Ever. True, right? But what about this moment? The one where, on a whim, you say to a friend, Hey, you know when blah, 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 and they respond with, yeah, totally. We're naturally excited by this because why? Our friend gets us? Of course our friend gets us. They're our friend. But it also excites us from a level at which we're far more deeply linked. We comprehend in some distant corner of our vast yawning mind the truly remarkable connections we all have. Now, Step away, take a breather to think, feel, and observe from a a separate place. Context, perspective. It's like rain. You can complain about it, or you can think about how mind-blowing it is that this precious resource required for life to exist on Earth actually falls from the sky. Taking this idea of the unique view of the human condition we each have and looking it over from a purely creative standpoint is worthwhile, too. I write songs. With each one I write, I am expressing from my space in the world and mine alone. I seek ways to describe the emotions I experience, to explain the things I see happening in the outer world from this little inner world. I hope someone gets it. I'm convinced I have a view nobody else on the planet sees or feels, but I dare to share it anyway. I know it's a risk, 
putting my music out there and expecting anyone agrees with my take on things. And then it happens. Someone sends me a message or comments online or approaches me at a show. They express how this or that tune speaks to them. Or they post a picture of my album while they're cleaning house or hanging with friends or simply enjoying their day. They're thanking me for telling their story, for filling in where words fail, for doing the emoting. This is the miracle of the arts, the gift I give others. And it happens daily. The gift I give myself is the courage to share, the wits to open up my experience to anyone who'll listen. Feels like a gift to me because I actually enjoy the hell out of letting you in. I don't mind being the artist under observation. I recognize something subtle moving into something beautiful. This is the place where our individual stories combine to create bigger ones. This is when we feel less alone and more connected. They say our stories are our culture. Today, our culture is changing at an amazing, some would say alarming rate. Science and technology are altering the human condition. Power is shifting constantly. Identities are being blurred. Huge challenges are facing humanity. As the world becomes more deeply connected and more heavily crowded all at once, everyone's looking for their sense of self in a psychic fog. As this all progresses, some are standing stubbornly on old ways in the guise of dogmatic tradition. They cling to their fictions in fear of losing themselves to some unseen displacement, a dystopian threat, or an imagined upheaval. Others are stomping at the ground, declaring they be recognized as someone new, advocating their identities loudly, though they've been here all along and forced into the shadows for fear. They're claiming their place in the light, and others won't share it. There's no dialogue only screaming. It's getting pretty loud in here, but we'll make it, I have no doubt. There's plenty of light. We all share an unlimited source of life. And nobody said we have to like every story we hear. Nobody said we all have to just get along. They asked why we can't. We don't actually have to. Not completely. We can stop yelling and begin singing. This is when cacophony becomes harmony. We can recognize differences without taking flamethrowers to the past or denying our imminent future. We all have space if we just give it to each other. We can marvel at the opportunities we have to see a world of distinctness rather than burn the place to the ground in favor of a monoculture. We can stand and stare askance with no understanding of another. It's okay. We each have our own story is all. Each of us is righteous in our own mind and heart in any given moment, until we come to realize otherwise. Then we may choose to make efforts to change, but if we can't feel safe enough to even share our story, how can we ever realize otherwise? For example, all I'm doing here is writing out my story. 
I don't expect more than a handful of people to relate to it or agree with it, but I do it anyway. I write it out. I say it aloud. I may make it part of my songs. I do this because I like experiencing daily miracles. I do this because I'm a communicator. I do this because I believe wholeheartedly in open dialogue. I do this because I'm reminded of our shared story, the story of humankind. Consider this. The simple fact that every day all over the world there are people relating through music and the arts without ever knowing each other says a lot. Somewhere there's someone listening to the same song as you right now. That someone is completely different from you. If the two of you met, you might never get along or agree on anything. You might even feel disdain for each other. And yet, you just experienced the miracle of the arts and music. You connected through the same emotive conduit in a place beyond conscious awareness, beyond tradition, beyond dogma, beyond national boundaries or law. You both found the same song could tell your story in the same moment. When there are millions of possibilities in each life moment, this is pretty remarkable. Start there. Begin with that moment. Shake hands or nod at each other loosely. Walk away, never speak again. Or completely ignore each other. Whatever. But it happened. And I can't think of many greater proofs of our shared humanity than moments like this. What's your story? How do you share it? Who tells it for you? Who tells it with you? What's your story? So if you listened that far, thank you for doing so. That was my article, What's Your Story, my blog. It's up on LinkedIn. It's on my uh, main page. And uh, any, any other platform where you can read stuff more than, you know, 280 characters. Uh, so now I'm going to put a break in here and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I found my own story. Um, maybe a little bit about what inspired this particular article. All right. We'll be around in a few minutes. Thanks for listening. And welcome back. So part two of what's your stories. Part one was only about 11 minutes long. Uh, as I was sharing with you an article I wrote in the blog called What's Your Story? And I wanted to share it verbatim. That's what I did. Um, I just read from the page. You might have heard it flip in the middle. Um, so now I wanted to reflect, though, on my own story and how I came to understand it's okay to have one. And that's sort of what prompted me to write that, um, that article slash blog. Um, it was always very confusing for me who I am. I mean, other than the, the obvious, I'm a white male from 
a suburb of Chicago originally who grew up there and then as an adult lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Also lived in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin for a time, but mostly I've spent my life in Chicago and in Chicago music. My entire adult life has been part of, I've been part of Chicago's music scene. I've been a teacher. I held many jobs early on. Um, I remember struggling early on with the idea that I shouldn't try and make a living with music um, because it didn't seem safe. So now I came from a pretty well-to-do background. In other words, most of the people around me had a lot of money. Um, and most of the people that I grew up with uh, were pressured to go into careers that also made a lot of money. Um, some of them, I think, liked what they went into, and some of them not so much, as is the truth anywhere, right? That could be anybody's story, couldn't it? Uh, I struggled a lot with doing what was what I perceived to be expected of me and what I really wanted to be doing. I struggled a lot with the question of whether I wanted to be a musician to get you know, chicks and be able to party more and, you know, be popular. And, or was I really authentically somebody who wanted to be a, a creative artist? Uh, there was probably a little bit of each. Um, but ultimately the creative aspect is what won me over. And the, the, the place where my story definitely changed was when I was about 22, I had uh, respiratory failure. I've had asthma all my life, uh, and uh, it would often act up in like really bad ways and be hospitalized. Before we had emergency inhalers, I was in the hospital a lot getting epinephrine shots. Now you can just buy an EpiPen. Um, that was, but that was the only thing that they could do for a, a, a really uh, bad asthma attack. Uh, and put you on oxygen, you know, in hopes that that would help too. So uh, um, when I was 22, I had respiratory failure, and I was sitting in the hospital, and uh, it hadn't dawned on me that I might die yet, and my uh, girlfriend at the time started crying and was, you know, saying, don't die. And I realized, wow, that would be kind of bad. Like what would happen if I died, you know? And it was interesting because my, the feeling I had after I asked myself that question, what would happen if I died? The feeling I had was, uh, it wouldn't be that bad. It was one of those deep experiences. I didn't see a white light or anything like that. I was awake. Um, uh, I didn't become unconscious at, at all during the experience. I was just fighting for every last breath. They had me drugged up as much as they could without giving me a heart attack. They had me on oxygen, IVs all this kind of stuff. Uh, it was just basically up to me to keep breathing, right? And I was fighting for every breath, and I couldn't, I couldn't really speak um, because I could barely breathe. Uh, it was in that moment where I realized what I do with 
my life, the choices I make to, to live my own life, if I'm making them based upon my own terms, so to speak, based upon my own feeling of what my gifts might be, then I'm going to have a much more fulfilling life. And I was less afraid of death, uh, which made me, um, more comfortable, I think, with taking risks. I don't know, because I would also have a tendency to scramble around like I was going to die the next day. So I think it was not so much afraid of the outcome, but afraid of it coming soon. So it was a weird kind of combination of things. So I had a sort of frantic energy about me for many years until I learned to be otherwise. But whatever the case, after that experience, I said, that's it. Music is what I'm going to do. Now, I don't encourage that anybody go have like a near-death experience and then you, you know, all of a sudden I have to go and do this music thing. And I did also struggle a great deal with how to make a living in music. There was, there was no real way to, to, to do it then any more than there is now. It really was a crapshoot. Um, now we have a whole lot greater uh, opportunity if we just develop a few specific skills and we learn this whole thing about our own story. So fast forward many years, I was very jaded with the music industry um, and having a real difficult time just in my own life and wanted to uh, actually quit music. And that sent me into a tremendous despair. So Obviously, that was a wrong decision. Um, without going into you know great great detail, uh, you know I, I, I was very sick at the time, and I wasn't working a whole lot. Uh, my illness was getting in the way of my work. I was depressed. I drank too much. Uh, all these things. I got my hip replaced during that time. Several people I knew died. Uh, and I just was kind of at a tremendous loss for where to go with things. And it wasn't until I turned a corner in, with, with my life, got my health back. Uh, yeah, I quit drinking and I reminded myself that my story, you know, that I have an identity that is not my job. So something I had been telling students for many years, I had forgotten. I would always say, uh, and I got this from somebody else. It wasn't something I made up. I got, you know, some, it was a great Chicago acting coach. I heard say, say this, I watched the video. I'd never met the guy, but I, I know a lot of people that did. Uh, he said, your career is not, or your identity is not an actor. Your career is an actor. Your identity is who you are, that, that person, you know? Uh, and I, I would tell students that all the time so that they wouldn't, you know, feel like it would, they were personally being rejected if they didn't get the gig or something, you know. Um, and uh, so I had kind of forgotten that myself, and I'd made my identity this career that was not going so well. When I released myself from that, and then I, I looked more carefully at who I am as a person, what kind of person am I, what is it that, that you know, that I do with my life, uh, who am I overall? Not what am I, who am I overall? 
that I realize I'm a communicator. I love to communicate. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Hello. Uh, that's why I write. That's why there's, I, I really, really enjoy the hell out of processing information, sharing with people, seeing what bouncing ideas off them and uh, seeing where it goes. The open dialogue thing that I say all the time. I really, really enjoy that. And I love sharing things I've learned. It's why I enjoy teaching so much. Uh, in in my you know struggle to to define what I should do with all of this, I started two different master's degrees, one in interdisciplinary arts and another in history and economics. So I thought maybe I'd want to be a professor and stuff. You know, so there was a whole lot of moving around and exploring things, uh, none of which I regret, all of which was necessary to get me to the point where I have the story that I do now and to where I've uh, walked through so many different situations, so many different job situations, so many different life situations, relationship situations, uh, health situations, economic situations, geographical situations, all of which have contributed to, to my understanding of other people's stories, making me feel more competent and confident in my ability to tell stories, to communicate. So I never, uh, or at least I try to never uh, assume that I really know how somebody feels about anything because I'm not them. But I feel pretty confident that I can relate to a lot of different places that people go, things that people deal with and that sort of thing from my own experiences, from my own many little stories that make the overall big story that I, you know, have, that I am, you know, part of, because, uh, you know, it's ongoing. So then more recently, I've come to understand that, I'd never needed to uh, question that story. And so that's where I'm going, I think, finally with this. You don't need to question who you are. Observe you who you are. Observe what you're doing. And embrace the places your life takes you, respond with the most healthy approaches you can to problem solving, to growth, to learning, to making various life decisions, and try as little as possible to base them on what you perceive other people think you should be doing. You really can go with your gut. And if you're a little bit afraid, you're probably going the right direction. Because it's getting out of that comfort zone that allows you to grow. And it allows you the opportunity to learn. In fact, it insists that you learn. 
one of the most consistent things that I've read about, you know, with regard to very successful people in every field of endeavor is that they never stop learning. Never stop if they're still alive, never stopped if they you know, are gone. Uh, learning. It is an ongoing thing. And when you can really develop a thirst for that, it's pretty cool. You don't really feel old, even if you are, you know, or if you're getting old. Um, which I hope you are, because it's certainly better than the alternative, which is, you know, you stop aging means you're dead. So I hope you don't experience that anytime soon. The more in touch with how we live our lives on our own terms, with honesty as to who we are and what it is we have the ability to share, or the, the, the things we have gifts for, you know, to share with other people, the more clear we can be with ourselves on that, the, the greater lives we're going to live and the more, uh, well, the more we can give people. I've said it before, I'll say it again, the intrinsic motivation of human beings is to give, to help each other, that is, and to solve problems. That's when we work the best. And that's also why it's good to collaborate with people. You know, which requires that we learn because there's going to be something they know that we don't know as well, which requires us to teach because the opposite will be true. But as I've become more and more comfortable with what my story is, that is that I'm a communicator and I love to do all this communication related stuff and that I don't need to cram it down anybody's throat, that I don't need to expect that everybody is going to understand. I don't need to uh, think about whether uh, everybody's going to listen to this podcast or how many people are going to listen to this podcast or how many people like my posts online or how many people follow me online, how many people buy my album, how many students I have, how many, how many, how many, how many, none of that matters. It is all about quality. What quality of a human being am I striving to be? What quality of human being are you striving to be? What does your story tell you about that? Where is your story leading you? You want to know where you're going? What are you doing right now? You want to know how you got where you are right now? What did you do before? Boy, that one's a lot of fun for me. Um, I could just soup myself up with all kinds of regret and resentment if I wanted to. Uh, for like dumb decisions I made or things people, you know, quote unquote, did to me. I'm actually responsible for my own life. And this is why I choose to have no regrets. Because I've become more comfortable with the person that I am and my story. Now I see why everything happened. One of those turning points, because we do have to interact with other people and because we do respond to other people, um, while we, we, we don't need to do what they tell us to do, we can listen to other people. It was after several people said, Phil, you ought to have a podcast. And I went, oh, 
that sounds like fun, actually. And after reflecting on it, I, I, I opted to. It doesn't mean if a whole bunch of people said, Phil, you need to jump off a cliff, I'd be like, huh, well, that sounds like fun. Maybe I can fly. No, because I'm not an idiot. But when it's something where there's positive input, where there's people responding, that's the universe or your God or what have you telling you something, you ought to listen, at least reflect on it, you know. So uh, when, when, I, when my book came out, uh, The Outback Musician's Surva Survival Guide, <clears throat> and I, I read the, 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 each of the, the reviews that came as a result of it, and then uh, online customer reviews, and then heard personal testimonials from you know people who, you know, unsolicited came to me and said, "Hey, this and that about my book." Um, I, I had a lot of this happen. Oh, that's why all that happened. Because all these people are coming to me and saying, "Thank you, thank you for telling my story. Thank you for." Uh, uh, you know, talking about this, you know, difficult situation you, you were in or, or the struggle that you had or, or what have you. I've had that experience with songwriting too. And I tell a story about that in my book, in fact, about a DJ who uh, was wanted to uh, jump off the Ashland Avenue bridge here in Chicago. And he called me up and he said, if it weren't for you know, the, the, this song of mine came into his head and where he was reminded he was not alone because that's what the song is about. Uh, I didn't write it with that in mind. I simply wrote honestly. One, one of the only places that I was able for the most part to be uh, fully true to who I am and my story has been songwriting. In so many other areas of my life, I struggled with finding that, that truth of myself and that, that who I am, you know, what, I, what I ought to be doing with who I am. Uh, without regard for uh, what I perceive the world thinks I should do and what I glean from the world around me as to what success is. That's another big one. Um, growing up with a lot of money around me, boy, it was a hard one for me to stop worrying about uh, how much money I was making. And it's funny because when I stopped worrying about how much money I was making, I started making money more easily. And I started to also look, understand that money is simply something that continues to allow me to tell my story and continues to allow me as a communicator to help other people tell theirs. So what are you doing to tell your story? What are you doing to help other people tell theirs? And what are you doing to be true to yourself and what are you doing to respond to what life is telling you about who you are? What's your story? Thanks for listening. Hope I didn't get too tangential. And uh, Please always feel free to hit the message button. I really love to hear from people. And uh, I love people, you included. Peace.